This week on Erotic Awakening, Utah, the Academy, and Food on Boobs, the Quiz Show. <laughs> BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As well as simply fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and more at eroticawakeningpodcast.com. You can now purchase books by Dan and Dawn as well as Kingstarter cards online. Head over to eroticawakening.com and click on the link to buy Dan and Dawn. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you're offended by topics or prohibitory law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dawn. Speaking of prohibited by law, did you see, can you see the uh, bicycle? Mm. A um, police officer on a bicycle just rode by. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. So that's kind of neat. That is kind of neat. We are actually recording from the snowy, cold Salt Lake City International Airport in the mobile studio. I'm getting ready to take a picture of the mobile studio. I that's think a good idea. Go right cute, in. So. I, I will put that as our uh, icon for the show today. Neat. Well, there you go. <laughs> and um, it's, it's kind of funny that we're seeing snow outside of the window because yesterday it was almost 70 degrees here. Yes, and we were walking around and hiking up in the hills and all that kind of stuff. And now it's all snow. It's all snow, and yeah, it was slush earlier, so hopefully our plane will get out okay. So you're going to hear a lot of noise as we chit-chat a little bit, because we are next to the moving moving sidewalk. That's moving what it's called. Moving sidewalk, yes. Moving sidewalk, with people running by and things like that. But we don't know when we'll have time to record again, so we're going to record now and get it posted. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and we are going to talk a little bit about our experience here in the Utah. Um, and we just wrapped up a, the Utah, the NLA Utah weekend retreat, which is much more than a weekend retreat, actually. We oh, yeah. arrived on Thursday. The retreat started on Friday with a meet and greet. Ran all day Saturday, Sunday, and all Monday. Sunday, yeah. Uh, Monday, yesterday, we woke up to breakfast. Right. and Coffee. Coffee, and, and that was it. And so up. a good... Solid uh, couple of days, much more relaxed than your standard hotel event. We really, that's one of the parts that really, uh, I was really digging. So, oh, I loved it. I mean, and you can't, you can't beat the venue. The venue was amazing. Apparently the largest. The largest private log cabin in the United States. Yeah. Or something like that. But it slept 60 people comfortably. There was beds for 60, six zero people. <laughs> the bunk beds were queen size, hand, hand axed, hand chiseled, hand whatever, <laughs> log bunk beds. Right. Queen size. So, and that was amazing. We had a suite that was just out of this world. Yeah. So, and, and amazing food by the volunteers and just amazing view they had a crow's nest that you could go up into the top is what three three uh stories high maybe mm-hmm. on this place so that all you could see was the tops of the mountains and the stars at night and it, it was just fabulous yeah it was a, it was a fantastic venue fantastic people putting it on don mentioned the volunteers these are the uh, volunteers from the wasatch academy for the refinement of leathermen and women i think i've got that right I'm not 100% sure, but you're going to find out later in the show. We had the opportunity to talk to the headmistress of the Wasatch Academy, uh, Wasatch Academy, uh, Jody, and as well as some of her students. And it is an amazing, amazing thing that they're doing out there. If you are within spitting distance of Utah, I highly recommend you check this out. Mm-hmm. Um, I would absolutely be attending 
if it wasn't for the fact that the commute to Ohio miles? is some yeah, naughty yeah. little thing like I that. I think it's a 24-hour drive. That, mm-hmm. that would be a hell of a commute. So, But fabulous people. Oh, my gosh. And that, that whole thing, well, we talk about it more in the interview. I don't want to double up on what I said there. So... But um, just a great time. And like I said, the whole, the whole weekend event, this weekend event was, there's nothing else like it. I mean, what was it, 44 people, mm-hmm. most of them local. There was a few that had flown in for it, but they, they knew the local people that were there. And um, we ended up learning everybody's name, chatted with just about everybody. We did seven workshops between us plus meditation in the morning, but we still found time to sit and chit-chat. I mean, mm-hmm. there was plenty of places to sit, to socialize, to just everything about it. So, yeah. pretty amazing. Absolutely. I, I really, uh, Don and I have been to uh, ass loads of events ass at loads. this point. <laughs> it is The closest thing you can come with is the Twisted Tryst without the mud because you're camping outside. Right. You know, right. it's the indoor experience and the fact they're taking care of the food for you, which Tryst does not do. Uh, there's a huge indoor pool. There's hot tub. hot tub. Which we didn't get to do. So oh, yeah, we didn't we, do we the hot tub. Chilled out. Let's go they, back. They, <laughs> I'm good for that. They had um, a place to have the party. They had um, just, it was just, it was fantastic. So, But one of the things that, about this event was the people. Mm-hmm. There is this sense of uh, graciousness and generosity uh, that just seemed as, as the weekend goes by to become more and more prevalent. Um I just can't, you know, part of it is the venue itself. It is a beautiful, beautiful venue. Part of it is the people, the staff, and the volunteers. But part of it is just the general uh, people that are are drawn to this event and attending mm-hmm. this event. So, um, it yeah. was just, just can't speak highly enough. They, they absolutely made it. So, And it was kind of neat having podcast listeners there, too. <laughs> we did so, have a few. We did have a few. So um, I know I can say Kit Kat's name. Okay. So we did have Kit Kat there. I really, I'm, I'm, I don't know two, who we can and sure. can't say, so we're not going to say any names. Uh, but we will have codes for when we do the uh, upcoming uh, Food on Boobs game show, which will be coming up quickly. <laughs> we'll also get, So we're going to have this interview with the uh, headmistress and students of the academy. We're going to have a couple other things as well. But before we get to there, the Erotic Awakening Podcast is sponsored in part by The Cage. The Cage is a new home for BDSMers just like you. Get ready to make new friends and discover more about yourself in an encouraging and open environment. Don't miss the opportunity to be one of the very first to take part in this new and exciting platform in the international kink community. Visit us at thecage.co. And I am also uh, going to include an interview with Eva from The Cage, who's going to tell us more about it and what they're trying to do out there. Nice. We nice. will have that uh, interview coming on the next episode of the Erotic Awakening podcast. Fabulous, fabulous. So, do you want to? I want to go ahead and mention the new subscribers. Uh, right? You can if you want to. Yep, I do. I do. So one of them is Uncle Nasty in Texas. Yes, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to play a board game with Uncle Nasty. That would have been nice. And then Girl Kelly in Texas. And Tammy from South Carolina. Fabulous. Now enough of that crap. Here's the boobs. I've got this email here that is a full um, <gasps> selection. Of food on boobs, which was you did, you did, but you know what? I got a tentacle over the weekend too. You did get a tentacle <laughs> over the weekend, so while so, I bring this up, you go ahead. So awesome! I did get a tentacle from one of our podcast listeners, so I will add it to my collection. I've almost got enough to make a tentacle monster. You do, <laughs> but it's it's a uh, it was a pink tentacle with on a pen. 
So that's kind of neat. So we yes. can sign the books with a tentacle pen. <laughs> and, and you know what? We can say um, uh, Angie, who brought gave that to you. We can say oh, her name yeah, yeah. Okay, because good. she's going to be on an upcoming podcast. Nice. Where so, she where she's always said we could use her name. So there you go. Awesome. Now, are you done with your tentacle thing? I think I am. Okay, here we go. So, uh, so what I've got here is an email from... Um, some of us got together and took food on boobs pics for you. See if you can guess them. And that was from Angie. And this was at 11 p.m. on the 21st, which was last night, right? I so. Think I so. think Yes. Okay. Oh. So our boob number one is looking to be some salmon and capers, uh, is what I believe oh, that on is. on a cracker. On a cracker. And that is a... Uh, is that a boob I can name? Yes, that is a DJ boob who will be on an upcoming pop. Uh, dead giveaway, DJ. Look at all that fur. <laughs> boob set number two, though. This is a cup, three grapes, some cheese. Oh, that's that yummy cheese and a cracker. Oh, um, I don't know that we can say whose name I think it is. Whose name do you, or whose do you think it is? I know. We, uh, I, whisper in my ear. Um... So we are going to say this is... I don't think you're right, by no? the way. But Dawn's guess because is... Because I, I think they did it at the lodge. Oh, really? Yeah, because look, there's that cheese. I don't think they would get that at a restaurant. Okay, you might be right. If that is the case, then Dawn's guess will be codename Raven. Ooh, okay. okay. Up next, uh, you said you recognized uh, that banana. Yeah, I think... No, I recognize like these tattoos, <laughs> but I don't know about those, unless that's a mermaid. Well, if it's a mermaid, then it's got to be Angie, right? <laughs> right. So it's a dead giveaway if it's a mermaid. So we're going to go with the banana on Angie. Up next, I have a caramel strawberry, a strawberry and caramel, um, which was not, by the way, the first thing I looked at. And I am <laughs> going to go that these are our hosts. And finally, we have a strawberry and some caramel and a very, very cute nip slip. Um, I'm going to go with that as being the, uh, our hostess, whose name I shall not say. Okay. But, who, okay. but I will say that is the, the hostess. It's hard to... Oh, you know what? What? Look at the fingernail polish. I oh. think you're right. <laughs> you I think go, you're right. That's, that's who that is. <laughs> you go off the fingernail polish. I'm going off to the boob. So again, thank you very much for the boobs on. So food, food on, on boobs, boobs which yes. makes more sense. Uh, very much appreciate that. On my head, no, I'm, I think I'm four thousand tentacles behind Dawn at this moment. But that's fine. <laughs> I am okay with that. So, I don't know. I, I thought we were going to process the event on this this podcast before doing the, the playing a little interview with it. But we really processed it. We sat with um, uh, the hostess this morning. Yes. And had breakfast with her and did a lot of processing of it already. Right. I don't know what more we can say besides we had a kick-ass time, would definitely come back, would recommend it to anybody that wanted to go. So it's a very limited number. It's very small. It's very intimate. It's very... I just, I don't know. I, I would absolutely come back again in a heartbeat. It is nothing like what I've experienced before. One of the, the really neat things about this event for me was the opportunity um, 
to sit around in the morning with my coffee and, and every day I would have someone else sit with me and become very casual, relaxed oh, yeah. conversations that on occasionally went fairly deep. It was really neat that after one of our classes, there's so much space for people to come up and talk to. Mm-hmm. They're not off rushing across the hotel to some other class somewhere. Right, right. So, and between the two of us, we did um, we did seven classes between the two of us. And I was actually kind of nervous doing, um, because they split us up. They split me and you up on some of the workshops uh-huh. with, um, uh, sometimes you would be teaching the submissives and I would be teaching the dominants and vice versa. And then some and that was a really neat, together. that was a neat mm-hmm. idea too. There was um, one class where you and I taught the subs and then you and I taught the submissives. And then we did our Living a Mess Your Way for where you and I taught everyone. And um, that was just, it was really amazing. I mean, the class that I did for... Uh, me teaching the dominance was how to empower your slave. And that just went so well. I had no clue what to expect from having just dominance in my workshop. Mm-hmm. So that was really, really amazing. And then um, mindfulness of a slave for the submissives, they seemed to get a lot out of that as well. You did some um, some ritual-type workshops. Oh, and we did sensual BDSM. And, I mean, it was, just, it was across the gamut of what we talked about and just amazing feedback from the people yeah so so that's it for this show a uh, fairly short one at least for us we are going to throw in this uh, wonderful commentary about the the academy uh, right after that part um, anything else you need to throw in here at this moment, moment in time I don't think so I'm starting to get a little nervous about getting to the gate on time absolutely <laughs> and, and I will say I am absolutely at the edge of either just being tired from all this traveling or maybe even and I'm expecting a little 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 little, little event drop after this one. Oh my god I'm expecting I'm gonna try not to make it happen but having to get in at midnight tonight and then be to work at 9 a.m. in the morning that's gonna be a little rough it's gonna be a rough three days at work so I may have to put on my headphones so people just leave me alone. Yes <laughs> uh, or I won't I'll try not to get too upset when uh, somebody asks me to do something and I would say do you, do you mean to put a sir on the end of that? <laughs> Try and say it. So, uh-huh. <laughs> what I would like you guys to all do is, why don't you all try and say it together? Oh, oh my goodness. We can say it together. Sure. Yeah. All right. So, three, two, one. Wasatch Academy. Ladies and gentlemen of leather. Some of you fucked that up. So, Jody, Jody, if you would say it nice and clear for us. Okay. The Wasatch Academy for the refinement of ladies and gentlemen of leather. Okay, that, that was very well said. Thank you. Did you attend the Wasatch Academy to... Oh, I said it. To learn how to say it? All right. You said it. So here we are. Uh, here we are sitting in the sunroom at the fabulous NLA Utah retreat weekend. And the very first thing that when Angie and DJ picked us up, um, they were telling us about the Wasatch Academy. And then Harry, who's wearing a fine leather vest... Had, goes on and on about his Wasatch Academy pins and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And I wanted to find out what this Wasatch Academy is and how I can buy into this in- amazing-sounding industry that everyone should... I know it's Amway all of a sudden, right? <laughs> but that's sudden. the kind of feel. Very loyal and very much yes. into how much and how great it is. Are you making a new project for me? Uh, no. <laughs> it sounds like it's already someone else's project. Yes. So, Jody, is it correct that you came up with this idea? or Yes. Yes, I came up with the idea from the headmistress, and unfortunately you can't buy into the idea because it is free. 
Um, it's and it's unusual opportunity because I don't charge for the Wasatch Academy <laughs> um, because I don't think it should be based on anybody's socioeconomic status to be able to better yourself uh, within uh, leather and to be able to be a better leather person. So what is it? What is it actually? Other than, than, I mean, is it just a, what is it? So what it is, is basically um, me trying to be a better leather person in, year after year in front of a whole bunch of people who, who want to watch me do it, <laughs> in essence. Um, so it's me repeating lessons and trying to um, do my own introspection out loud. Um, but, what it, but to put it, to sum it up, it's, a, um, it's basically a finishing school for those in the leather lifestyle. Okay. So, so what makes it, um, I know you said, you said leather a couple of times. So yes. what makes it leather-based instead of just fetish-based or kink-based or just something in general? What makes it leather? So what makes it leather is we, um, not only do we learn the social refinements in mm -hmm. general, but we'll learn things also like hanky code and we'll learn how perhaps like the social refinements and general etiquette apply to not only the vanilla world, but how right. we reply, apply to our, our BDSM, our kink, and our leather community. And how, for example, um, hierarchies and in business might apply to hierarchies within a master-slave relationship or within leather. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, because I know um, sometimes protocols in leather mm -hmm. can actually be hard to teach because we've heard of old guard, but old guard will tell you there was no such thing as old guard. Right. And protocols on the East Coast could be different than the West Coast because everything was regional and blah, blah, blah. So mm -hmm. how do you pick and choose what protocols to focus on? Or are you more mm -hmm. generic and general? So it is very generic and general. And we mm -hmm. don't focus on protocol as much as we focus on just the etiquette. Okay. So those are two the two different, um, different, different things we'll talk about in, in the school. So, um, uh, well, I'll also let uh, Harry talk a little bit about his experience going through. I think Harry is very eloquent in his experience, so I'll, I'll turn the little time over to him, too. Awesome. Thank you. For me, and I've been able to see the Wasatch Academy through three uh, classes, if you will, three cycles of which I was one, is an opportunity for someone that's, in, that's interested in kink or in the lifestyle, however you want to qualify that, to test themselves in a series of assignments that are orchestrated, curated, if you will, by Jody and the other instructors, mm -hmm. so that you can, through your completion of the assignment, find out more about who you are, who you want to be, in the kink continuum, in the rainbow of kink that it is. And uh, earlier you said that there, uh, you know, how do we know that it's leather or you know, whatever it might be? Right. And the whole, for me, leather is a, an acceptance of all the different expressions of sexuality that are consensual. So to come into a class where every week, two hours of time with your butt in the seat, listening to Jody, listening to others, you get a chance to work with this material with your other students, mm -hmm. and you get this feedback loop. You go to conventions together. You know, a lot of members of the class went down to sit in the city recently, as an example, go to other events. And it's just incredible. I mean, for instance, all the students in the academy 
are here at the retreat. Right. And they're having the experience of, yeah, they're cleaning up, they're helping to cook. Absolutely, that's work. But it's also a chance to do something for the community in a direct way. And it's a chance to have uh, 10, 15 minutes with everyone that's here. Well, you get two hours plus every week with Jody. Mm -hmm. Name another program, name another convention or event in which you go to see the person, they have their presentation, question and answer, and then you sit down and you talk to them for another two hours one-on-one. -on -one. Right. That doesn't happen anywhere. Now, she said, uh, with all due respect, Jody said that there's, oh, uh, it's free. You can't mm -hmm. buy into it, I think, right? Mm -hmm. But there's a cost. And that cost is how honest and how much effort you want to put into those assignments. Okay. So, Christopher, Harry kept saying two hours here and there. So, four hours total to get all this? Is that what we're talking about? No, no. The, the course runs um, the better part of a year. It's uh, taught with local people. We do it Sunday afternoons. Uh, it's generally been two hours a day or two hours a week. And there's homework assignments and everything. Um, there's three, pretty much three phases of instruction throughout the whole process. Now, mm -hmm. the foundation of it is still the basic manners and etiquette that you, you know, read about for the last hundred years. What side, of, you know, the plate put the fork on. And how to address... Uh, the president, if you should meet him, or the queen. Um, all of these things, you know, that are basically standard etiquette. But then the twist of how it applies also to the leather lifestyle and the leather community is added. Um, it takes a long time. It takes a lot of commitment. It, uh, a lot of people go into it thinking it's just going to be really easy, or it's just going to be, oh, it'll be Jody disciplining me. Ooh, this is fun. <laughs> Yes, I guess. Yes. <laughs> but they quickly find out, no, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of soul searching and it's a lot of, you know, no matter how much you try to avoid it, you have to do what you have to do in order to grow and internalize the information. So, Lori, what was one of the things from your experience that was the most challenging? I mean, it's one thing to memorize hanky codes, right? But that's just memory. That's just this is this, this is that. Well, there were several things. I, I think there, there is a component of mindfulness in, in the course where you're learning to focus and focus your energies on kindness and posture is imp important. Um, you don't want to drop the giant book of Sweet Gwendolyn. Um, I, I think that was something I'm, I continue to learn is how to be kinder and in a world where kindness isn't exactly, you, you know, accepted anymore. So is it fair to say that it's more about not just the knife goes on the, the right side and the napkin goes here, which I will not pretend that I know, and hanky codes, but it sounds like there's somewhat of an attitude about it. Uh, or great, uh, yes, please fill this in for me. For me, I think of it in this way, etiquette manners, courtesy. We think of them as directed outward. But in this class, you learn through those assignments how to direct them inward. And so that ability as you go through life, you encounter a situation, you're not quite sure how to behave. 
not only are you going to be able to think about what should you do with the fork, but you can figure out like what you should do with your insides and the responses that you're having. So it becomes a what would Jody do? Yes. That's my motto. What would Master do? You got a what would Jody do? <laughs> nice. uh, but you don't need new bracelets. You can use the ones that already exist. Exactly. And we did. Um, so Angie, when we first, the very first night of the retreat, we went out to eat. And I heard you guys talking about how we're introducing people and should I have done it this way and that way. How long ago did you take, were you part of the academy? Five years. Five years ago. So this is still something you carry with you. Absolutely. And I go back every year as an alumni and sit in the back of the class and I learn every year. You know, I learn new things and I, I learn things I may have missed or may have forgotten. I continuously learn. So, and it's, and from what I'm understanding, because a lot of people here have been talking about the academy, right? There's a lot of pride in having yes. been part of it or having graduated or things like that. But not only is it etiquette and manners and, and things like that, but I'm also hearing whispers about corset training or yes. having to have high heels <laughs> yes. or stuff like that. So there seems to be that type of physical thing as well. So Right. So there's a, there's a physical discipline that's added to it. Okay. And that's corset training. So they do that for one month, mm -hmm. um, all male, female, it doesn't matter. 23-7. Um, yeah, they're going for 23-7 for that month. That's what they're shooting for within that month. If they, I'd like them to try at least one 24-hour period to try to get to the 23-7. If they don't make it, they don't make it. There's, um, there's journaling. There's goals. There's um, the posture. There's taking tea. There's uh, penmanship. There's a number of layers that are added onto that. Um, the, and it's not, it's not as maybe what you picked up, it's not necessarily what those things sound like on the surface. Mm -hmm. It's all those things have another lesson underneath them. Okay. Uh, like, for example, even in, when we do taking tea, we learn British tea and we learn Japanese tea ceremony. And with that, we learn Kota Bushido and we learn, um, for example, in, in the British uh, tea service, we learned that taking tea is not just about preparing a cup of tea for somebody. It's about the company and taking time mm. to be with your friends and being there. Mm -hmm. And then when we learn Japanese tea service, we learn that every moment that you take the time and you stop and you prepare and you be in the moment and that every time you're with someone and every moment that you're with someone is a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So you stop and you be there. It's all about mindfulness. Right. Yeah, that's so all, that's again, all about mindfulness. And then every year, it's you walk that same that that path. Is basically you walk. I walk the same path every single year with the same lessons and find something new on the path. And every year I'm walking that path. And they come back every year, even though it's the same path, because they're finding something new on that path. And they go that same journey. And sometimes they get farther on the journey, and sometimes they find something new on the journey, and sometimes they need to be on that journey where they are when, when they need to be there. What's your... Go ahead. I was going to say, this is one of the, the things that I like about the leather lifestyle, is that, you know, everybody that's taking this is on the journey of discovering themselves and bettering themselves. And I... And I know a lot of submissives that really crave that. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a one-day intensive coming up in a couple of days that I'm leading in Columbus. And once I put the tickets on sale, you know, and, and it's, 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 people are clamoring for it. They want to be in there because they want to learn 
the different pieces and the different the, the etiquettes or the different skills or the different but it's also about learning about themselves and, and just what they can offer and who they can be and you know so I can I can see how this has been going on for quite a while it's yeah, going back to it year after year, it's pretty amazing. Angie, do you have a feel for what the dom versus sub mixes? At first, I thought, oh, this would be great to send my submissive to, but I don't think it's something that's targeting just lowercase letter types. Oh, oh no, it's not. You have we, okay. and it's not. We've had students come in that aren't even leather, aren't even in the kink mm -hmm. kink lifestyle, but still have learned. Um, I don't know exactly what the ratio is, but, but there are tops, bottoms, doms, submissives. Nice. So that's a little slaves. different than what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. And men and cool. women as well. Mm -hmm. Including nice. my own master went through it. Nice. That was an interesting dynamic <laughs> at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. It was the first years as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the, uh, there's got to be a, a drop. Wait a minute. So let me jump back. Christopher, earlier you said two hours a week? Every Sunday? Two hours a week. Yeah. For mm -hmm. how long? It varies slightly. Um, our class, we went through it in about seven months, the first, the first year. Uh, mm -hmm. We've added to the curriculum layers and layers and layers every year. And I think the longest class we had was 10 months. But that, is that somewhat dependent on how this, the uh, people are coming through? I mean, could they... Um, I mean, certainly, maybe there you have a weather event that extends it along. Exactly. And that's right. There might be a holiday. There might be a weather event. Okay. Might say... We'd like to take next week off for Mother's Day or Easter or something like that. So what do you, what do you guys think would, would be the... There must be a drop rate. There must be some oh, kind of rate. There, yes, there you is. Have a, okay. what's, what's, so how's a, what is a class starting? Do you start with 5, 10, 20 people? Depends on the class. Depends on the class. Um, up to 10 people. Okay. Um, and the goal is to get 100% of those people to graduate. And as a matter of fact, we start with the fact that if not everybody graduates, then there, there's actually kind of a disciplinary action that takes place with all the class. There's ramifications. There's ramifications if everyone doesn't do that because they actually, it's, it's ingrained in, in the way that the class has to run that they have to count on one another to make it through the class. Let me roll, that, let me roll through that again. Right. <laughs> so this last class, for example, how many people signed up? So we have seven people in this class. Okay. And what is your expectation of how many of those will be here three months from now? Seven. seven. And then six months from now? Seven. seven. And how often does that expectation actually work out? That's probably 90% of the time we've had wow. that graduation. Nice. That's, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. We've been through educational programs where there's a high churn rate. Yeah. They had 100 yeah. people enroll and they expect to maybe end up with six at the end. Right. So we're not going through. And that's why I would expect... Mm -hmm. I would, I would completely expect that because you are, we, you're not paying anything. So on a whim, you just oh, say, ah, no. fuck it. I'm not paying nothing. I'll sign up. We find people that don't pay mm -hmm. usually, even if it's just five bucks, mm -hmm. will usually aren't as committed to it. So, so I, have, I have another question, if you don't mind. For, um, so do you have an application process? Yes. To try Ooh, to weed people good out? Thought. Yes. Because so, I don't yes. with my little intensive right now because mm -hmm. I haven't needed to, right? right? But it could get to that point. Mm -hmm. So you do have questions that they have to answer or... At least with the questions, they kind of get an idea of what to expect with it. So it's we not have just to write about... an, I have to write an essay. Okay. okay. <laughs> right. There's a lot of essay writing, so as a matter of fact. So if they say, Jody disciplines me, Jody disciplines me. This is their essay. And not everybody gets to make it into the class. Exactly. Um, so, and it's based on their goals and what it is they want out of the class. And that's actually how the curriculum and the lessons are 
essentially set up, and that's why I said in the, uh, the first class, I, I was very familiar with the students. Um, they're, <laughs> as you can guess, <laughs> yes, one of them in particular. Um, I was very familiar, and I knew what, what they wanted and the goals and, and what I could work with. And so that class um, went through a lot more quickly than, than the future classes. Um, then, then it was then it basically dragged out a little a little longer and a little longer, um, and now we have uh, also things like the wine tasting and new figure drawing. We have extensive more extensive humanities and um, a lot of more guest presenters. I guess that come in and I expose them to the wisdom of a lot more people um, that want to add to to the curriculum of Wasatch mm -hmm. Academy. So, and that depends all on the goals of the essay that they write for the application process and how I think that their goals are going to play off and meet and complement the goals of the other students. Nice, okay. nice. Uh, it's a lot harder to pay the cost of writing that essay and being authentic. Oh, yeah. And obviously, Jody can tell when someone is being you know, facetious in the essay that they're trying to do. They have to write that to try to get in. Mm -hmm. And then they're sort of held to it right. as they go through. Now, you had earlier commented on the, you know, that's a high retention rate. Mm -hmm. You know, how, how could that happen? Right. And I think that it shows the level of support that exists. And remember when, you know, Angie's there, even though she's already taken her class, she's graduated, and here she is now for the new class starting. Right. And keeps that up. That's the type of support, the type of person that she is. Imagine that. You're a student and the person that graduated a couple of years ago is still in the back. Right. Doesn't that tell you that there must be something valuable here? Sure. And that sure. it's got to be worthwhile? That keeps people interested in the class. They may not know what's happening yet, but they know that something is happening. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what keeps everyone in the program, you know, if it's you know, meant to be. Okay. I'm, go ahead. I've got a couple more questions. So. Um, so one of the questions is, and I'm pulling this up because I've heard people, you know, talking about the academy. So you're saying that you don't want people not to be able to get in because of economic status, right? Right. But there's corset training. Right. Corsets aren't cheap. Uh, right. High heels. Um, tea service. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm assuming you're not paying for the tea out of your pocket or all of this stuff to... I'm, I'm assuming you may, you may be doing that. Right. Um, so if there's no cost to the program, mm -hmm. then how is this being covered? So the only thing that they do have to pay, they do have to pay for their own corset, mm -hmm. um, but they can make it, and there's a number of people that have now been through the, the course that are skilled enough to help make it, nice. and to help them make it, nice. um, which will save a lot on the cost. Sure, if they can pay for it out of pocket, good, good, and um, they, several of them do that and are able to do that, uh, but they can really lessen the cost by making their own. And especially since when we started the year, I say start now if you have to do that. And given the time that I allow them to do that, that re will really save the cost. And then taking tea, a number of generous people throughout the community have donated an entire tea service, dinner plates for several nice. dozen people. So we have a tea service. Uh, they have to pay for their own graduation and they do a fundraiser, a very popular fundraiser. For the, throughout the community, usually around Halloween time, and they do an auction and, and they hold a party, which will raise a few thousand dollars at the time, and wow. and that's all they need, really need to pay for their graduation, really? and that's a pretty popular one. 
What, what's the graduation yeah, ceremony like? Uh, so it needs to be a formal sit-down dinner. Uh, oh, courses. okay. And it's essentially their chance to show off everything that they've learned throughout the year. Which would so they'll do public speaking, they'll do all the dining, they'll do probably have the wine tasting. Um, they they essentially it's them, and they'll just, maybe they'll be in their corsets and. and so it's not walking guests. across. I was wondering right, why there was guests, a fundraiser there's invitations, for graduation. There's yeah. everything there. Right. I was wondering why why they had to raise money because I'm I'm picturing mm -hmm. them in their gowns walking across the stage. You mm -hmm. know, it's graduation. There is some but of that because they received the diploma and the pins. Right. Right. So, but um, they also have to do the dinner and do the wine tasting and. Oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I like it's it's like what we do for the POTQ. Yeah. Graduation is attending Scarlet Sanctuary and mm -hmm. using your skills. Mm -hmm. So right. this is showing off your I like right. that. Right. So I'm gonna ask all of you in, in the individual question, what what is and it's a very open ended question, what is the value that you've gained from going through? But be, I'm gonna give you a moment to think about that. I'm gonna ask you, Jody, one more question though. How long have you been doing this? Uh, five years? Twelve. Well, really? Has it been that long? It's been that long. Wow. Wow. As you've been doing it for 12 years, you're not making money off of it. No. How is it that you haven't burned out yet? I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I stand up every single year on that first day, and I'm even feeling emotional now because just thinking about it and feeling it, and I stand up on that first day and look out at... Um, because they'll, basically I have the entire alumni, or as many people that are able to attend in the back um, are there. And I have the students that are there and all the fresh faces. And that and all that energy is so exciting and amazing that you have these people that have shown up. You have the support in the back, these people who literally have the back of everybody and say, I'm going to show up every single week to support these people who are also going to show up every single week and have come forward and say, I want to change my life and I want you to help me do it. And I've asked you and said, this is how. Hmm. Please help me. How can you say no to that? Right. right. Yeah. Um, wow. It is, that is such an amazing, humbling and I'm so honored to be able to stand there, and it's just, it's incredible. Wow, it's energizing. Yeah. It's like it charges your battery that first day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, actually, I have to ask you a different question, because mm -hmm. I've met, I think, throughout this weekend, I've met every podcast listener that lives in Utah. <laughs> so is there any opportunity, and I'm sure you've gotten this question before, is there any opportunity for distance learning? Absolutely. Um, really? Really? Um, it would have to be, um, I well actually I've had people say you need to have satellites of this because yeah. it's such a unique and fantastic program. It would have to be somebody, however, that, um, uh, I mean, we actually have some students when they go away, they still Skype in and they, they do okay. that. Um, and, and that would be okay. Um, they need to have the interaction with the students and that's the most important part. Um, to be able to do that. If, if we had a satellite program, that would be great. It would have to be somebody who had graduated from the program, however. But, but are you but suggesting just, that it could be somebody, in, say somebody that lives in Dallas, could do the entire course via a distance, via Skype, something um, like that? I, 
it would be difficult and I'd be willing to try it maybe once, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't... A lot of it does require some certain physical disciplines, like... Right. We have you learn to walk in heels, you know. Right, and I do like seeing that. You couldn't do that. So, right. sure. guys so I would like to see that. Heels? Yes. Our, the, our their highest, highest pair of heels, whether that be just a pair of jack boots, okay. that's okay. Because we, we, we also have ladies who have knee and ankle problems, so right, it's right. the highest heel that you're comfortable in. Oh, okay. okay. We right. don't want any sprained ankles or anything. Sure, sure, that's legit. Right, and we have some, some people have transitioned, and right. they want to learn to walk in heels, for example. Okay, that okay. makes sense. Very cool. All right, so we want to wrap this up. I want to go through the students that are sitting with us. I'm going to, I pre uh, you, you, you've you given you some time to think about it. It's not like I'm just slapping you around with this. So, and I'm, we'll, we'll start over here. Being gentle this time. Yes. So, Angie, what is, and you can interpret this question any way you want. I'm not looking for a particular answer one way or the other. What is the value that you gain from coming through? The Wasatch Academy for the de refinement of ladies and gentlemen of leather? Yes. <laughs> Glad that's just recorded. Uh, for me, it was life-changing. Uh, when I started the class, I had an absolute... I, fear of public speaking doesn't even do it justice. I, petrified of public speaking. Um, I hadn't publicly spoken since junior high, and because that didn't go well, never did it again. Um, <clears throat> part of the curriculum is doing public speaking, and almost kept me from joining, uh, but I did it and did my public speaking, and since then, you know, I went on to apply for better jobs uh, and get better jobs. I, I became president of NLA. Uh, I've presented <laughs> beyond there. Uh, it's still not my favorite thing, but, <laughs> but I have done it. I, and I do get up at every graduation and speak. Hmm. Um, it absolutely changed my life. And other than that, it continues to change my life because every year I go in there um, realizing I, I need to become a better person. There are things that I can improve upon, and every year I work towards that. Okay. Very so cool. That's just a smidge of what it did for me. Wow. <laughs> Christopher, follow up on that. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll be honest, I wasn't going to do the first class, but Jody convinced me that it was important. I knew a lot of the, thing, the, the curriculum already. Um, I grew up with an English mother. She taught me a lot of these things, the yeah. basics. Um, and yet, it has become such a cornerstone of my world. We had gone through a similar process a couple of years before, a, a Journeyman Three Academy talked by uh, the late Grandmaster Ayla. And one of the things that he drove home is to pass on your knowledge. Each one, teach one. Mm -hmm. And so this was when she started talking about it. I was very supportive. And yes, absolutely. I'm the one who came up with the name for the Academy. And so threw my full weight behind her. And when class was about to start, she said, are you going to go through? And I had not even considered it at the time. But I decided to, and I, it changed everything. It changed my world. I've, 
learned a lot more about myself. I learned a lot more compassion for my fellow human being. I learned, I learned to love other people for who they are, which is important. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. <laughs> Lori? Oh, I, I was in the first class with Christopher, and it was, I, I, I had never expected it to be life-changing. And each year, when we're all gathered for that first day, it's like a family reunion. Because mm-hmm. over the year, you just come to know these people. They're so vulnerable, and we're all at our most vulnerable in class. And we just come together year after year, and it's, it's the most beautiful thing. And I think it's kind of addicting, because we keep coming back for more. <laughs> wow. Eric? I agree with Angie that this is life-changing. And it's life-changing for me because it gave me a sense of reassurance that the way that I'm connecting to myself, to my kink, and the way that we have this etiquette, this manners, that that behavior to self can mirror the behavior to society, to others. And so you become a better kinkster. You improve your kink self, but you can't help but improving yourself too. And that intensity, which a lot of us in the kink world like intensity, Mm -hmm. that intensity of connection and of common purpose and of experiencing the benefits and what happens when you are, you know, open hearts linked together. That is a very, very powerful thing. And that is, there's not a day that has gone by that the attitude, if not the content, I mean, I may not be meeting the uh, president of Burundi, you know, today, (laughs) but I'm certainly encountering myself in different situations with myself, with others, in which I have to take stock of the situation and decide what to do. And you're going to be courteous about it? You're going to be aware? And the answer, hopefully, is yes. You want to respect yourself. You want to respect others. Mm-hmm. So for me, ever since I started taking the class and learning the lessons and then graduating and having that experience, you know, I, I, I literally can't say enough good things about it because I have just seen the effects in three different classes of what this curriculum, this process is. So it's just, uh, it's just remarkable. Yeah. You know, it's, it, there's no cost in the sense that you don't have to pay any money. But what you can get is literally uh, a treasure. So. Wow. I like that phrase that you said, open hearts linked together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I mean, literally, you can see the link. I mean, upstairs when everybody's around, you, you can see the link of people together. You know, you can see the camaraderie. You can see that it's family. So, and like I said, just the way you guys talk about it and the pride that you have in having graduated from it, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I'm, I'm amazed, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, it's nice to see, um, and actually, it's nice to see the impact that everyone's comments has had on you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool <laughs> to see, too. Um, how can people find out more about this? Because um, so I know the answer is not go to www.wasach. <laughs> that would be one long ass website name. No, it's just leather.academy. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Any last words? I don't uh, know how you top all that. Uh, uh, nope, actually, just uh, if I have to say anything, it would probably just be um, thank you. 
thank you for getting the word out because uh, it means a lot to me that uh, everybody is kind to one another, respectful to one another, and good to one another. And we do have two Utah listeners that are not here, so maybe they'll hear about this uh-huh. down because they're looking for community. Yeah. So that cool. it sounds like that's what they that's what they would find. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank all. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Yeah.